So last night I returned from church. I was going to eat supper and watch pretty much for the most part the second half of the Browns game until I found out the score. Hard words. Game was over by the time I got home. Which leads me into this. Have you ever had to deliver a hard word or receive a hard word? Think back in your life. You ever had to deliver some bad news or a hard word? Have you ever received one? If you're thinking back to your life, maybe small things or greater things, phone calls, personal visits, when you had to give or receive a hard word. Are you thinking about that? The next question is, how has God worked through that with you? Receiving or giving hard news. In ancient Greece came this statement, don't shoot the messenger. Actually, don't kill the messenger. You see, in ancient Greece, if a battle was lost, a runner went back to town and said, sorry, the army lost and many of your men have died. And in anger, they would what? Kill the messenger. Okay? Very frequently. So the statement came up, don't shoot or don't kill the messenger. And it's obvious from the writings of Plutarch and Sophocles, um, 440 years before Christ. Don't kill the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. It's not their fault. They're simply delivering the hard news. The same in Shakespeare in his sonnet, Henry IV, part two, Antony and Cleopatra. Antony here, that Cleopatra is with someone else. And so I know it sounds gross. He says, well, I will make your eyes like balls that children play with. And the messenger said, I do not make the match. I simply deliver the news. So hence through history, we can all understand, don't what? Shoot or kill the messenger. They are simply the bearer of bad news. Don't harm them. They had nothing to do with it. In the movie Up in the Air, I'm not sure if you've seen that. It's a 2009 movie, but uh, somewhat underscored. Um, George Clooney has a unique job. He flies around the country. He is not a corporate headhunter. He's one who goes and tells professionals that they're being what? Fired. You're fired. And he flies from corporate headquarters to various offices around the country, hence the movie Up in the Air. And there he meets with employees who've been there for many years and tells them, you're being terminated either by the end of the day or the end of the week. Get your belongings and get them out. You're no longer employed. Hard words to share. Friends in Christ, in my previous congregation, a young man had a job and he worked for a cellular phone company and his job was... He was the one who collected late bills. So he had to call people and say, oh, you want to have your phone kept on? You need to pay such and such amount of money. This is what you owe. Now, I'm not going to tell you what he heard on the other side of the line. But all day he had to deliver that and put up with angry people who were upset that they, had, they wanted the money that they owed collected on them hard words. When I think about hard words, I go to uh, the prophet. I'm sorry, I go to Joseph. Let me flip back here. Remember Joseph, the many colors he sold into slavery? Do you remember him? And he, he's being in Pharaoh's court, and he's released from prison for a sin he didn't do. And Joseph has a gift from God. He can interpret dreams. And so the baker comes and says, Joseph, I had this dream, and I'm going to tell you my dream. And Joseph says, you shouldn't have told me your dream. It's not good. He had to deliver a hard word to the baker. Want to find out? Look up in Genesis. Not now, later on, okay? 
hard words to be shared. And that leads us into today the calling of Samuel. All right, calling of Samuel. Now, now, now Samuel, the Bible says he was a boy, I'd say 12 to 14 years old. And Samuel's lying in bed and the prophet Eli's not far from him. And Samuel is being called by God. All right? And so Samuel, the young boy, is going to be called to be a prophet of God, and he's given a task to share a hard word. So imagine this. The 14-year-old boy is given a hard word to share. Now, now, sometimes we know if we want something bad to be done or something you don't like to do, you always ask the youngest person there, right? The new guy always gets it. Is that how is that, is that your workplace? We're going to let the new guy do the what? Do the worst job. Well, here, Samuel... 12 to 14, 15 years old, he's given the job of sharing a hard word. Can you all read it with me? At that time, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. So Samuel's giving a difficult job. Um, now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move back a little bit. And God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times in various ways. Before Christ came, God had all sorts of different ways to talk to people. I'll get back to Samuel in a bit. So there's Moses standing in front of the what? The burning bush. And God decided to speak to Moses through a burning bush. How did God speak through people? Well, in the Old Testament, um, God spoke through people through, he walked in the cool of the day with Adam and Eve. Imagine that. God himself walked on earth and talked with Adam and Eve. That's how God decided to talk to people. God spoke in dreams. Now, we all have dreams, and sometimes you don't know what the dreams mean. Somebody said you don't remember the dream the first minute after you wake up, you'll forget it forever. But God spoke to people in dreams. That's what happened to Joseph. I'm, I'm talking Mary's beloved in between the Testaments. God spoke to him in a dream, and that's, that, that was God's way of communicating. Uh, God took his hand, he touched Jeremiah's mouth, and that's how he spoke to him. So God speaks to people in different ways. And then in the Old Testament, uh, there's a theophany. Now, what's a theophany? It's a big theological word. It means that God takes on flesh and he comes and delivers a message. And so Abraham's waiting for a child and a messenger shows up in front of Abraham's tent and says, I'm telling you, you have as many, you will have children and your descendants will be as many. Come out the tent with me and look at the stars. That's God in the flesh. He's taking on human form. And if you remember Jacob in the Old Testament, he, he had this vision of angels ascending and descending from heaven, the Son of Man, uh, the, the way to heaven's open. And then Jacob got in a wrestling match with an angel, a messenger. And many people believe that's God. God in the flesh was wrestling with Jacob on the ground to make a point. And, and God spoke to people through visions. That maybe I'm just sitting there and I get this really odd vision that happened to Ezekiel with dry bones in a valley. And, and God spoke to people and he, he took a pair of tongs and he took a coal off the fire and says, Isaiah, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to stick this coal on your mouth because my people are idolatrous and you're going to give them my word to you. So God speaks in very many different ways. And for Samuel, the priest Eli helps Samuel understand God's calling. So Samuel's being called by God. And let's go back to, go back to Samuel. And notice the Bible says, the Lord came and stood there. So here's Samuel lying down. And God, God's not speaking. God's actually there standing next to Samuel. He says, Samuel, Samuel. Very important when you hear your word twice. Uh, we all know this. 
You know you're in trouble with your parents when they use what, which one of your names, the middle name. You guys know what your middle name is? Mine was Frederick. Whenever I heard Frederick, then I knew that was bad, okay? Then Samuel spoke and said, speak, Lord, for your servant is what? He didn't say, speak, Lord, for right now your servant, I got more important things to do. He didn't say, speak, Lord, for your servant, we'll, we'll go find somebody more religious than me. Or speak, Lord, for right now, um, right now, I'm just not going to take what you have to say so serious. He said, speak, Lord, for your servant is what? I'm listening. Okay? So, so God spoke to people in the Old Testament in many ways, and God's standing next to Samuel, and he says, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, I'm gonna, we're going to get back to that. I'm going I'm to come off here a little bit more. Now, in the Old Testament, God spoke through visions and dreams and touched people's mouths with coals. In the New Testament, God speaks through Jesus and his word. But, but ready for this? Jesus is and has always been the word of God. Now, follow, follow me along here. Genesis says this, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Spirit was hovering over the water, and God said. God spoke, that's Jesus. Uh, read this with me. I'm flip. Oh, hold on, I'm sorry. Go ahead, there we go. In the beginning. Uh, <clears throat> right, flip back. Sorry. There we go. Read that with me. Uh, <laughs> Is God speaking to me now? No, it's kidding. Okay. All right, there you go. Trying to find it. The next slide. Uh, no, back one. There you go. Read that with me. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was with God. And what I'm trying to get at with everybody here is who is standing next to Samuel? The Word of God, Jesus. And who wrestles with Jacob? Jesus. And who goes and meets with Abraham outside his tent in the flesh? Jesus. And who comes and who speaks to Moses? That's Jesus. Jesus has arms and legs because whenever God speaks, Jesus is involved. Now, that also says this in John, that while God created the world, nothing that has been made uh, hasn't been made without Jesus and all things have been made through Jesus, the Word. So Jesus has always been the word of God. When God speaks, Jesus is there. So how does God speak to us now? He speaks to us through his word. That's part of the mystery uh, of the Trinity. The mystery of the Trinity is how God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit works. But whenever God speaks, Jesus is there and the Holy Spirit applies it to our heart. So now let's get back to Samuel, okay? Um, the scriptures are the cradle that holds Christ. That's what Martin Luther said. So imagine if you open up the Bible, baby Jesus is right there. So, so the scriptures hold Jesus. So now, now back, back to Samuel, okay? So Samuel's called to speak some hard words. And Samuel knows it's God. And so Samuel has to go to Eli. And now who's Eli? Eli is, sorry, Eli is sort of like, let's get back to Eli. Eli is sort of like old school priest. He sort of like runs Israel, and he has two sons that are like wicked. And um, Eli's getting really old. His sons aren't very faithful to God. And Eli has to deliver a hard word. I mean, Samuel has to deliver a hard word to Eli and say, Eli, your time is up. Uh, your service with God is no longer needed. And God does not want to have your sons involved in his kingdom anymore either uh, because they're just not nice guys. 
they're sort of wicked guys. They're, they're, they're idolaters. And so Samuel delivers a hard word, and Eli comes to understand that sort of his rule's going to end. But then that opens up a door, and the door that opens up is that kings are going to come, and there's going to be a specific king who's going to come, and his name is David. Remember King David? And from King David, who's going to come? Say it. Jesus. King David's going to hear that from you. He's going to come. One who, who, who's going to, he, he's, his, his kingdom is going to be eternal. And so little boy Eli, the 12, 14-year-old, now going to confront the older Eli and say, you're done, your service is done, and along come kings. And that brings us now to you and I. Because sometimes you and I receive, you and I receive hard words. Now I'm just not talking about in our lives, because we've all been there and done that. Somebody died. Uh, somebody doesn't want to be with you anymore. Uh, you're fired. You're going to take a pay cut. Um, your car's going to cost $1,000. I don't know, whatever. The hard words that I'm talking about for us believers is when we read God's word and it confronts us. Um, we hear, love your neighbor as yourself. And we hear that and say, well, there's times I really don't. Or don't bear false witness because there are times that we do. Or we hear, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. And we come to understand that God's in control. And that's sort of hard for us to say, well, I thought I'm in control, but yet God is in control. And so God speaks hard words to us. And I know many of you have said this to me. And many of you say, Pastor, I, 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 do, I do my personal devotions. Um, I read the prayer books that we get, or my own personal devotions, and it's if God's speaking to me, and it is. Now, a couple of years ago, some of you don't remember this, Ted Korber came um, from Ambassadors of Reconciliation. He talked to us about our church growing, and he said this, this is what mature Christians do. Mature Christians are able to read two or three verses in the Bible, and they focus on that, and they can apply it to their lives. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not die, but have eternal life. If we read that and say, for God so loved me, that he gave his life for me, that I believe I have eternal life. And mature Christians will be able to take two, three verses, and they apply it to their lives, and they mature. Those are hard words. You know what I'm talking about. He speaks hard words to us that brings greater blessings. I just read this. It's worthwhile sharing that sometimes God takes ordinary people like you and I, and he puts us in a difficult situation, or he speaks to us hard words that make us mature, that we're able to do extraordinary things later in life. You all know this. Do you ever have a coach or a parent or a teacher get in your face? Why? So we might be what? Might do a little better. Uh, you know the illustration, right? If you take hard material and you crush it for a very long time, certain minerals, and you put tons, of, tons and tons of pressure on it, over time you get a diamond. So just like Samuel spoke to Eli a hard word, God speaks to us a hard word for us, his children. Why? for our lives and our faith and our salvation. Because, friends in Christ, wherever the Word of God is, so He is active. Jesus is speaking His Word now. Jesus is here now, the light of the world and epiphany. 
It's just not that his word is here. He is here as well. The light of Christ, epiphany, shown himself to us. He's present with us. The blessing, hard words for our faith that we grow and mature. So how about this uh, for a closing thought, okay? Um, can you all read it with me? Grant us grace to see thee, Lord, present in thy holy word. Grace to imitate thee now and be pure as pure art thou, that we might become like thee at thy great epiphany and may praise thee ever blessed, God and man made manifest. And all God's people say, Amen.